0: Hi, everybody. Welcome to uh, today's Webinar. I am Mark Raven, a senior advisor with Kinexus. And on behalf of the Kinexus team, we're very excited to be hosting uh, our presenters today, Craig Veracruz and Joe Omi from uh, Rona Consulting Group and Moss Adams. They're going to be presenting on using Hoshin and Connery to align and coordinate your lean strategy. This is number two in a series of of webinars that uh, they are doing with us on the topic of Hoshin and sometimes called strategy deployment, and uh, we're really happy to have you all here with us today. And with that, I will, um, with no further ado, um, hand it over to Craig and Joe. If you want to um, uh, share a little bit more about your backgrounds and and your firm, uh, go ahead. I'll leave that to you, and uh, off we go. Thanks.
1: Great. Thanks for having us again, Mark, Joe, and I are so pleased to be with everybody. Good morning on the West Coast, and good afternoon now on the in the Central Time Zone in the East Coast. We're um, pleased to be and uh, going through part two of going deeper into scan and plan uh, phases of using Hoshin Conry or strategy deployment. A uh, little background on uh, myself. I'm uh, part of Moss Adams. I'm a consulting partner there uh, in the Rona Consulting Group Division. And one of the things that I do in our lean consulting practice is um, to help our clients across the country uh, get their strategies aligned and align their organizations from frontline all uh, uh, frontline uh, folks uh, all the way to the board level so that we can make sure that we're creating high-performing organizations in healthcare and reverse this trend we've seen for years um, in our industry. So that's what I do on a daily basis and we're pleased to be here today. So let's dive right into it. And um, our learning objectives for today Uh, We'll give you a little bit of a refresher from our fall webinar that we did. And then uh, we'll go into a bit on how the Hoshin practice can evolve over time in an organization. And then when to use the right tools, um, scan tools, plan tools, and then we'll talk about how we – um, use those tools in a visual management system. And then always, we want to make sure that in whatever we're doing in Lean, we're developing people. And in the case of Hoshin Conry or strategy deployment, we're developing. Developing people in a way that can contribute to the organization's success around the must-do, can't-fail, vital few, if you will, priorities of an organization. Uh, This particular webinar, we're going to go a little bit deeper into the scan and plan phases, as we noted. So first, a brief refresher on Hoshin Conry. Uh, you know, loosely it's translated strategy deployment, but if we're a little more literal and you see the kanji here, we're talking about management's direction and what um, uh, what uh, is the direction the organization is headed and how are we going to get there. The conversation about Hoshin can be really distilled down to two words, what and how. What is our destination and how are we going to get there? So, uh, a little bit more on what is Hoshin Conry. Uh, we said it's called strategy deployment. You will also hear it called policy deployment. And it's a means of connecting really that macro level view all the way down to the micro level operational details at the front line. Again, connecting and aligning. Are two of the most critical functions of Hoshin Conry. Uh, and when we're talking about aligning, I'd ask you all the question what would it mean in your organizations if every single person came to work every day understanding how they contributed to the organization's um, mission, vision, and uh, uh, targets um, uh, strategically? What would it mean? I believe that it means that people would have a great sense of purpose. I believe it means that people would have higher productivity. I believe it means people would have greater fulfillment in their lives, in their work lives, and in their overall lives. That's the human element of this. And we need to create structures and process that allow us to unlock that potential in every human being. So when we're just using words like connecting and aligning, there's much more depth to them when we're talking about creating that connection and alignment through the method called Hoshin Conry. And ultimately, when we're talking about Hoshin, we're talking about creating a learning organization that allows the organization to learn how to adeptly use its scarce resources. It's scarce resources. And we're talking about the potential of our people as well as. You know, money or equipment or supplies that we have in a way that allows us to make change in the world. And um, and in in many organizations, that also means um, compete in the world. We also need to remember that Hoshin is the roof of the house in the Toyota management system. That alignment is essential if we're going to align all of our day-to-day improvement activities. Um, uh, that happen at the front line all the way from 5S is the foundation. Without alignment from Hoshan Conry, we can never be totally sure that our, the improvement work we are doing is towards um, an aim that we in Hoshan call True North. So what is Hoshan um, uh, relative to improvement? It is a PDCA cycle. Just like um, daily management, just like value stream improvement, the main difference is that this PDCA cycle has a much longer cadence. The problems are bigger, they're naughtier, they take longer to solve compared with the cadence of daily frontline problem solving. It doesn't matter, however, you're still using the same way of thinking, and that is the scientific method of PDCA. hoshin adds one more element called SCAN. So that's why we put the S in front. And the, the scan part is important because we need to understand our environment. We need to understand the world around us, the external forces. We need to understand our internal capabilities. And we need to balance those um, uh, constraints, if you will, so that we can ground our PDCA cycle in an understanding of our environment. And then from there, we use various methods in Hoshin for planning such as making sure that we are clear on our foundational mission vision values, which many organizations have. We identify our true north dimensions and targets. This is the what we are trying to achieve, and it's targeted, measurable. We are also trying to understand how we will get there in terms of our um, uh, uh, breakthrough uh, activities we're going to take on, and then that plan needs to have a high, uh, high degree of measurement and uh, involvement of folks across the organization through a process called Catchball, and that process is what helps us keep alignment. And then we continue the Do, Check, Act phase, and in future webinar series, Joe and I will go through in more detail Do, Check, Act. Today, we're going to concentrate mostly on scan and plan. So with that, let me hand it over to Joe, who will talk a little bit about how HOTION evolves over time.
2: Thanks, Craig. Great. It's great to be here with everybody. Um, so, SCAN coming before plan is, um, is not always required, relevant or possible, but we do it because it sets a context for Hoshin. Um, it provides the why for the plan that follows. We also use it as a simple way to provide consistent messaging to interest and engage people. It is, as everything, um, as all things Hoshin, created through catchball, through a catchball process. And we like to summarize the scan in what we call an A3I, which is, um, as all A3s, a single piece of 11 by 17 paper that follows a uh, fairly similar process to any of the A3s that one might find. Its content is, however related solely to the scan for Hoshin. Now the depth of your scan varies with your need. So we've seen Hoshin at level zero um, um, and remain there for, meaning at the executive level, and remaining there for more than a year with no scan at all, um, other than perhaps the best collective thinking of an executive team in that moment. We've also seen SCAN uh, conducted by outside planning experts with in-depth competitor analysis, with demographic and population health forecasting. Uh, But more often, we've seen something in between these two ends of the the SCAN spectrum. So that SCAN is a catch summary, um, typically of um, internal experts in their subject matter and some internally led research. That's a little more typical than either a full blown externally um, outsourced um, environmental scan or a shoot from the hip approach. But most importantly, scan shouldn't become the end result. Right, so um, as are many things, in hoshin in lean we kind of take a harm reduction approach and meet an organization where they are so that they can do the scan that they're capable of in the moment and continue on to the important part of setting priorities next so so when is an organization ready for hoshin so in the same way that we see scan being conducted at different in different levels of depth and um, we also see that there are certainly organizations that start their lean journey with potion. Um, those are organizations that typically have um, a, a deep desire or need to really understand what is our, what is our strategy here? What is our long-term, um, our goal here with our lean application, uh, the adoption of lean and also um, they are more likely, perhaps, to have already an existing strategic plan that allows them to have some type of foundation to start with. More often, I think we see organizations that are, you know, early on. They're still understanding the basic lean tools and starting to do perhaps kaizen workshops or point improvement, and they are aren't yet sure what this journey is going to look like. As time goes on, the Hoshin might be initiated at the executive level or in a department where there is pull um, with leadership from that department, a a subunit of an organization. And an organization might start testing tiered measurement and visibility walls. So um, we will see Um, An organization, even ones that have have a culture of measurement and accountability where they're they are used to being measured by many internal, external parts of the organization. Um, It is often difficult to actually tier measures so that it's clear if you're looking at the 50,000 foot level and you want to um, reduce all hospital acquired infections, for example, that it might not be clear how everybody every day is actually going to have some part in affecting that high-level strategic goal. So we see some early attempts, um, including testing out different ways to measure and cascade measurement. As folks become more confident with their Hoshin process, we can see that Hoshin becomes cascaded through additional levels of the organization. Um, And when it's cascaded, it may take the form of cascading an actual X matrix. So those X matrices are um, become more um, from the organization level to the department level to the unit level. Um, And you may see that X matrix itself continue to evolve as it is cascaded through the organization. You'll also see that the... Um, ability of the organization to start connecting what's happening in the Gemba where the work is done to the Hoshan strategies at the executive level. So the strategies begin to be reflected in the daily management system. And as Lean becomes the way that the organization conducts its business. Hoshin is more, most effectively cascaded from the top. It rolls up from the Gemba. And as uh, Craig was talking about, in terms of alignment, the, the, um, the often told story of the janitor at NASA who said, when asked, what is, it, what is your job? What do you do? He said, I help put a man on the moon. So that's what we're really looking for as we cascade Hoshin throughout an organization. So um, getting back a little bit to, so what is it, what does ready for Hoshan mean? What are those elements that help an organization to initiate and successfully conduct a Hoshan process and then to do that on an ongoing basis year after year? So. There are many things. This, this is a graphic that, that identifies just some of those things that really can make the difference between Hoshin feeling like it is a valuable, a value-add, helpful tool for an organization that provides great clarity of purpose or an exercise in frustration. So having a strong monitoring practice, the ability to bring people together, to collectively set targets, to then see if those targets are being achieved. If they're not, then there's a consequence. There's an expectation of a countermeasure and an expectation of, of realignment of activity so that the goal itself can still be achieved. So that culture of monitoring and the transparency that comes with that is an important element. Having a high-functioning leadership team, not a whole lot happens in an organization um, without a high-functioning leadership team. Certainly when it comes to Hoshin, having a team that works together as a team, that is rewarded as a team rather than as siloed uh, disciplines, and having a team that can come together to agree on these must-do, can't-fail-few strategies, even when that might mean that any one individual leader on the team doesn't have as much of a direct role as others might have. Having a strategic plan to um, which provides a much more broad template of those activities that the organization is going to be embarked upon for the next several years is helpful for Hoshin because Hoshin doesn't replace a broad-based strategic plan. Hoshin provides the pathway, the articulation of the, strat- the the goals and the strategies that require everyone to come together, hands in the middle, an agreement on those must-do, can't-fail-few. Um, similar to mo- the monitoring practice, a culture of accountability and dis- the ability to make decisions. While this might seem pretty obvious, um, it's easy in an organization that requires, that is often so siloed with so many departments and sub-departments, so many different pieces of an organization, often in many different locations, it's easy for decision-making to be a prolonged activity. Um, So an organization that is crisp in its decision-making and has a standard for decision-making and an expectation of decision-making is well set for Hoshin. Obviously, having visual management, Hoshin is not Hoshin without visual management and the transparency that comes with that. And then finally, planning and execution muscles. So as I was mentioning earlier with SCAN, we don't plan forever. The point is to get to the goal. We plan slowly and carefully so that we can execute quickly and well. The deeper an organization's lean experience, the easier it is and the more effective the Hoshin process is going to be. So while I'm not sure that I know of an organization that has all of those elements fully firing on all cylinders at all times, clearly having those lined up in whichever order they make sense for any one organization provides a very fertile ground for success. So this is just an example on this visual of how ocean can be cascaded down and rolled back up so here you can see in an a3 format simple one page stories of what is the executive level vision for the organization often we're going to see as craig was mentioning before we even get to this a3 we'll be uh, re-verifying or creating a new excuse me a, a new the mission, vision, uh, mission and vision for an organization, and then that is provides with the scan the opportunity to look at the tactical or executive level vision for the organization reflected in that A3. At the operational level, you're going to see a little bit more granular um, understanding of how that would how that executive vision is transpires into a perhaps a value stream level. And then that will be cascaded to managers. So, if the value stream level might be, for example, in a hospital, the emergency department, then you might see another um, cascaded A three that works looks only at triage, or that looks only at um, discharges to the outside in um, urgent care. Even more granular, you'll see then that A three. Cascaded to the staff level, where PDCA continuous testing of of different innovations can happen. So, if we're still here in the in urgent care, we might be looking at how do we get triage? Can we eliminate triage in urgent care, or can we ensure that if anybody needs a point of care test, that that is provided within the first 15 minutes of of arrival. Then that cascade that rolls back up to the executive through visual management and through the tiered metrics which are derived at each level of those A3s. Altogether, it's a giant PDCA. Craig, I'll send it back over to you. Okay. Thanks, Joe.
1: So Joe's giving you some of the background on how Hotian evolves over time and how you align all the pieces of Hotian together. She's gone through a little bit of background to get you oriented to scan and, and then how that scan informs the plan and we deploy it down all, all the way to the front line uh, through that last example. Now, one of the things you might be thinking is how do I get this started in my organization? And Joe and I asked that question every time we're working with one of our clients or when she was working inside the um, hospital health system in New York city, I was working inside of Sutter health and we were doing Hoshin from within. We would always ask that same question. Where do we start? And uh, there's a saying that our sensei Tom Jackson has used, you know, you've seen one Hoshin, you've seen one hotion. And, um, There's a bit of a paradox here. In Lean, we're very used to standard work. We're very used to using standard work to do improvement. And in Hoshin, there's not really the element of standard work. There's not um, a piece of standard work you can pull off the shelf. You really have to understand deeply where your organization is at. Where are those puzzle pieces, if you will, that Joe was showing on the screen for your organization? We spend a lot of time up front getting to understand where is the team at relative to their ability to digest Hotion. You certainly cannot um, uh, create that um, um, alignment that Joe showed you with all the pieces of Hotion in one shot. It needs to evolve over time, and you need to pick the right tools at the right time to move your organization forward, and then keep them going. Uh, So let's talk a little bit about the right tools at the right time. Well, typically in organizations, we have mission, vision, and values, uh, and it's good to reaffirm those when starting the Hoshin process in your organization, because it's a grounding. If the foundation is not strong and you don't have alignment there, it will be hard to build the next pieces. When we talk about starting the PDCA part of Hoshin, the plan usually starts with defining true north, and that is, you know, the Description and quantification of our vision, you know, um, the the uh, the uh, true north pillars or themes that we define for organization and the measurables that go along with it. The big needles, if you will. And as Joe said, sometimes we'll go right there with an organization. Um, And sometimes organizations will say, you know, there's something missing missing. We need to understand our environment better. And that's where the scan part comes in. I purposely filled this in because we don't always do it, as Joe mentioned. Uh, That environmental scan, we need to really think of it as the forces that impact our ability to achieve our vision. And those forces are really um, supply and demand forces. And when we talk about supply and demand forces, we're talking about the demand, the external market demands. What is the competitive intelligence telling us? You know, in healthcare, there's a huge conversation today around cost and reimbursement. And what's the environmental um, scan around cost and reimbursement as, as it relates to federal regulations? That is a big topic in so many of the scans we're doing today. When we're talking about scanning the supply, this is the supply of those scarce resources in our organization. What's the state of our culture? Do we have the skills and expertise we need? um, Or do we need to build new skills and new expertise? Or do we need to go buy new skills and expertise? So really understanding where are we relative to meeting that demand in the marketplace? So that's what the environmental scan provides us is that missing link, and that scan, as Joe mentioned, gets summed up in an A3I to deconstruct the A3i a bit, the I standing for intelligence report. it really is three sections. What are our observation in the market? and that is where our deeper level scan tools come in. What's the analysis behind that? What's the data? We must speak through words and data in telling the story. They're very important. And as we have our observations and our analysis, we then start to think, well, what are the implications for our business? And this is where the grounding mechanism comes in before we do the plan. Now, a couple things about scan tools. For doing our observations and analysis, you can use typical, you know, strategy development tools uh, that have been in use for years and years and years. Porter analyses, innovation matrices, you know, there's a host of them. And um, uh, as we've seen, at doing this in a number of different organizations, as as I mentioned, we did it when we were on the inside in public health system and in large integrated delivery system. We've also applied the same scan technique in a myriad of situations, so it, it can really be used in almost any organization that is looking to create essentially the point of view, uh, a point of view on what um, their environment is and, and how they're operating. Uh, it's one of the best uh, organizations I've seen uh, is, use this is they've really created this abstract in this A3i, and that this abstract in this A3i is really meant for use at the um, highest levels of the organization, the board and the leadership team, but then what they are able to do is take pieces of it and tell the story through traditional communication methods throughout their organization to create a rally for the why. Why do we need to go where we need to go in our market? And it really becomes that grounding and a, a robust communication plan wrapped around this A3I to set that context that Joe mentioned is essential. So one of the things is you're thinking about scan in your organizations and starting the Hoshin journey. Really engage your communication professionals to help with the packaging of the messaging. That will become very important in the alignment. Other tools that you can think about in terms of scan, you know, not just the traditional tools. There are new, more lean tools out there. I've used this business model, Canvas, on large service line and perioperative services this is a great um, tool out there and you can see it strategizer.com um, you can go look at, at these tools we have no relationship with them it's just a tool I happen to, to like quite a bit particularly good for organizations to um, uh, really dissect down in one page what's their value proposition and what's their market they need to serve which is on the right their customers and how they reach them and then on the left um, what are their internal capabilities that they bring to bear, and this is a scan tool in and of itself that can then be another layer of intelligence behind the A3i. Now visualizing scan, you know, there's plenty of ways to visualize scan. I talked about the A3i, you publish that with a select group of people, you can, um, you know, use traditional communication methods to disseminate it across an organization. Uh, just a nod to the Kynexus folks who have been building quite a bit of Hoshin capability in the tool set. There's a great way to um, visualize the scan in a set of cards um, where you capture your observations, analysis, implication for the business, and and pull in those various scan tools and data. Uh, to substantiate your observations and really describe what's happening in your market as well as your internal capability capabilities. One thing I can't emphasize enough in all of the Hoshin process is the speaking through uh, data and pictures. That data becomes critically important if your organization is going to become high performing, and the pictures help to unlock the creativity in the organization. Another thing I want to talk about relative to Scan and Hoshin, which is a uh, a, a newer revelation for me i'd say over the last 4 or 5 years is many organizations will start not start with um you know kind of t- typical hoshin x matrix strategic a3s um but they'll start wanting to improve a value stream and they really want to just get going can we look at the emergency department because we got an access problem there we got big problems with left without being seen and bottlenecks in the ed or or whatever the process may be it could be an administrative process as well really when you're starting out the lean journey that way and improving a value stream and you do a value stream mapping exercise to visualize what the process is you are in fact using a scan tool in Hoshin. so um, just a reminder that value stream mapping is a scan tool in and of itself um, to allow us to really understand the intelligence of what our market wants in terms of being seen in the ED and how, how many people need to be seen, i.e. tack time, then also what are our capabilities to actually deliver on that through a process? So that's, um, uh, uh, that's um, another scan tool um, to be aware of. Again, there are many different types of scan tools and uh, that can inform your OSHA. Now, going into our plan tools, Um, And just a brief bit on plan tools, you know, the basic contract in lean is the A3. And the A3, as we know in and of itself, is a PDCA cycle with the left side and the upper right being the plan, the implementation being the do, and then the check act in the lower right-hand corner. This is the basic contract in lean. And um, it becomes a foundation for um, the plan phase. When you start to bundle together, in an organization at the strategic level a number of must do can't fail initiatives or problems to solve say a collection of a3s that's when it's most appropriate to bundle them together bundle these agreements together in an x matrix at some point in the future webinar we can dissect the x matrix a little bit further but let me tell you something about the x matrix there are some organizations that really embrace the X matrix straight out of the gate. And there are some organizations where it becomes a tool that distracts. This becomes one of those points of decision to say, well, what's important for your organization? Again, back to the what tool at the right time. Well, there's not necessarily a, um, a standard. You really have to understand where's your organization at, where's the appetite at, and do a little testing to see. Now, visualizing your plan, you know, the typical way is the strategy deployment tree, Um, sometimes um, built in an OBEA. And that visualization, it becomes really important. This is an example in one visual room of a deployment of a multi-level public health system. And uh, I mentioned Tom Jackson earlier. Tom um, has this quote that he's used um, several times with us that, you know, we have to remember that HOTION is just as much about structure as it is about strategy, just as much about structure. And what that means is the structure of the problem solving, the structure of the deployment the structure of how we're thinking about these problems at the various levels. And underpinning that is a really strong project management discipline. And so we can see, you know, deployment trees can be extraordinarily complex at multiple, multiple levels. Again, we have to be sensitive to the fact that our organizations we're working in can only absorb so much at any given time. So when we're visualizing, our hotion we need to also consider that maybe we don't need an x matrix now maybe we're just gonna bundle up um, you know four or five um, strategic a3s and we don't need to deploy this all the way down to the front line we're only going to deploy it down to the model line to start and try and go an inch wide and a mile deep and then we build it out over years Hoshin is a multi-year proposition, so you have to be patient and you have to constantly be um, Understanding where the organization is in building that muscle for Hoshin. now In this day and age so much virtualization is happening um, So much um, it's so rare in our organizations that we can get people together um, in the same room at the same time and we need to really start leveraging the technology tools. And, you know, if hoshin is just as much about structure as it is strategy, this is a, a, a bit of a, um, a you know, a, a nod to the building out of the Kinexus tool. There is incredible visualization capabilities to look at how the problems are deployed in your organization for solving all the way to the front line and there's an incredible structure behind this software and if you didn't get a chance to attend jeff russell's webinar last week on may 23rd doing a short demo of some of the strategy deployment capabilities i'd encourage you to do so more and more joe and i are finding in our work that the visibility room is um is 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 a little more difficult to maintain, and some organizations are needing more virtual tools to do it. And I think you've got a great tool set here with Kinexis if you um, can take the time and look at that webinar and see what the capabilities are. So that's a little bit about the tools in Scan and Plan. And I covered some of the considerations as I went along. We you, you really need to be sensitive to where the organization is at and be really clear about. What's the best way to deploy our ocean? How deep do we deploy it? Um, how much uh, gets cascaded down? And really, at the end of the day, can we focus on the must-do, can't-fail to help us achieve our true north? So, Joe, why don't you bring it home on developing people because we always want to develop people, right?
2: That's right, Craig. Thanks. So, you know, as all things lean, uh, when I mentioned catchball earlier, another um, uh, theme that we always see in our lean work is that we're always looking at how this, how, where we have opportunities to develop people. Hoshin really is an opportunity to develop people at all levels of the organization. So we're developing discipline, um, some of those disciplines around monitoring, accountability, um, frequency of Gemba walks, for example, leader standard work are some of the disciplines that we're trying to help leaders develop, help managers develop, and also to model. We're asking them to model those behaviors. We're developing people in Hoshin through learning to apply specific tools. So, if those are the scan tools that Craig mentioned, or if that is the use of the X matrix, how to um, how to define measures that are helpful and of value to people. We're developing problem solvers and critical thinkers. Um, we often are using the coaching kata as we are building our X matrix uh, at the executive level as well as, as we play catchball with that, and as that X matrix is cascaded in the form of A3s. And then we're also um, developing people through asking them to helping them to understand and asking them to live the Toyota principles and values. So, scan really is a tool for engaging people in and of itself. Craig mentioned that uh, within the A3I, of a scan, you're going to the A3I is going to contain messages that can either be taken directly or that can be interpreted and used to message the the uh, the intent of Hoshin, the expectations, and the direction that an organization is going. It really is a tool for communication. It tells the what, it explains the why, and it includes the um, inputs and the the reactions to the Hoshin X matrix and the A3s that have been obtained through catchball. It provides the opportunity to uh, to fertilize the ground, and I'm going to talk a little bit about nemawashi in, in a couple of minutes. In in health in in healthcare, mission matters. Um, most people come to work every day, wanting to do good things and wanting to do good things for people, to help people heal. So we already come to healthcare. We have the advantage of coming to healthcare with a uh, with most of the workforce feeling. Um, understanding and wanting understanding the value that they provide and wanting to provide that value every day. So how we, how we feel about that value um, is something that we want to be able, and, and our contribution to that value is something that Hoshin helps us to define, put words around and make visual for people so that there can actually be consensus about that. But people are also engaged, meaning that they are' in, busy. Um, in healthcare, we're always talking with people who are working be- well beyond an eight-hour day or a forty-hour week, and who are saying, "You know, this lean thing, this Hoshin thing, sounds interesting, but really, do I really need to do this? Do I need to go to another meeting? Do I need to? How how is this going to make it?" easier for me to get my work done? How is this going to make it more difficult for our organization to harm patients? So that communication that starts with the scan process and that builds through and is reflected in the X matrix is essential for people to take the time, to help people, to encourage people to take the time to be engaged in the Hoshin process. So, a little bit about nemawashi so you can read this lei uh, definition of nemawashi, but really it's it comes from a, a Japanese gardening term where the when transplanting a a plant the each root is looked at individually and very carefully tended to prior to the movement of that plant, and then during and the transport and the actual uh, replanting of that plant someplace else. So we use that term, Nemawashi, when we're talking about um, fertilizing the ground for Hoshan, when we're talking about ensuring that we're getting input, but we're playing catchball with every single person in the organization. We're nurturing the process of development of people. We're engaging everyone. However, people may be engaged in different ways. It doesn't mean that everybody's involved in determining every tactic or the font size on your X matrix, and, and it has to be continuous. So it's not something that just happens with the, a, a, for example, annual relook at a Hoshin X matrix. But it's something that particularly in larger organizations, in order to ensure that input is obtained from every person, it has to be a continuous process. The size of the organization is going to determine the extent to Nemawashi or the uh, obtaining input from everyone, what is shared and how it's shared. So, for example, in some organizations, you're going to see that um, in a smaller organization, you may be able to play catchball throughout all levels or tiers of management of the organization as the must-do-can't fail few strategic goals are identified, and then get roll back up that feedback all the way back up to the executive level. But in larger organizations, what you may be uh, using Namawashi for is ensuring that on an ongoing basis, that daily improvements That ideas that people are generating, that problems that people are solving, and let's just stay with this emergency department example, that, that the registration clerk in the emergency room in urgent care realizes that in order to be able to see people quickly when they come through, she really needs to be able to have the printer at her desk, not behind another door in a separate office. And so the printer was going to be moved. So that person needs to understand and is able to understand how doing that contributes to a reduction in cycle time, and that reduction in cycle time allows more people to be seen more quickly. So nemawashi is not a, a one-time, a one-time thing. Next. What, what Nemawashi and Hoshin allows us to do is to help us achieve and then ensure that we are, are as an organization that we have a common view of the world, and leaders have to ensure that the ground is fertile, so the leaders have to make that the, the must you can't fail few clear to message that appropriately and to make it a safe environment in, for people to provide feedback. We're talking about um, using the the scan as including on to include ongoing communication and through multiple channels So some of those channels you take a message out of the a3i and it may be that that is is best communicated to folks and helps them understand so that they can provide feedback in the form of a newsletter or It may be in a town hall meeting or maybe that's in some other type of, of meeting setting or a Um, podcast that the organization does regularly. We're going to use, Nemawashi is going to focus on the process, your Hoshin process, less than the outcomes. And it helps to encourage consensus, consensus on the direction, on the goals, as well as on the sense of value and just even how we're doing. What's our sense of an organization as to how we're doing? So we want to leave um, some time for questions. So I'm just going to um, wrap up with a, a few things here that that we find are helpful. I mentioned using the coaching kata, um, humble inquiry. Um, Edgar Schein's humble inquiry has been one of our go-to books. It's one that we we all um, use frequently and refer to frequently. And catchball. ball. Um, can be done in a very simple way that is easy to cascade and becomes really second nature to people who use it regularly. Going slow to go fast, that planning phase is critical. Um, However um, slow and long it takes is relative, Um, but the better your planning is, clearly the better and easier your plan, do, check, act are going to be in your Hoshin process. It, seems, it might seem obvious to ask intelligent questions, but really by that we mean think deeply and express yourself well. Being strategic in how we gather feedback and showing what you do with the feedback, everybody doesn't need to know everything. Um, what people need to know is going to be dependent upon many things, their understand the understanding that they walk into a room with, the, their, their role in an organization their experience, and so we don't need to overload folks with um, questions and we don't need to overload ourselves with feedback, but we can do that in a strategic way. Uh, Clearly, a a culture of trust is essential for any lean activity, but particularly when you're talking about something that is going to be a strategy which is going to drive the organization for potentially several years to come. And then wherever you start, just start with what you can manage with confidence. So you're going to start with um, the tools that f- you feel comfortable with. And the next iteration, you'll go a little deeper. You'll go a little wider. And uh, as Craig said, it's a multi-year process of really understanding and deploying Hotion in a way that um, traditional strategic planning um, um, doesn't typically do. So I think I'm going to hand that over to Mark.
0: Yes. Thanks, Joe and, and Craig. We'll, uh, I'll try to maximize time for Q&A. Thank you for mentioning the upcoming webinars. Um, you can um, subscribe uh, to our newsletter at kinexus.com to be notified about those. Our next webinar is going to be held on June 27th. You'll be able to register uh, for that, if not now, later today at kinexus.com slash webinars. Jamie Parker, a former improvement leader at FedEx, is going to be presenting on the topic of how to ease the pain of change. So I encourage you uh, to look for that. Uh, next slide, please. And I would encourage people to continue um, to enter questions here. Uh, we've got some coming in already. If you want to check out past webinars, um, including part one of this series and the webinars that Jeff Roussel has been doing on strategy deployment and our Kinexis software. You can find those in our webinar library at kinexiscom slash webinars and then click on the webinar library. But I am going to make sure that the follow-up email to this webinar includes links to those webinars to try to reduce any waste of searching that you might have would encourage you also to go to our blog uh, blog.kinexus.com we actually have two sub blogs one for our broader uh, community and then a second blog that is focused on uh, customers and software announcements and things like that all right so next slide we'll leave contact info up let's see questions we had a couple people ask um, related to Ah, uh, gosh, I don't have the slide number handy about um, there were some fairly small a3s. I think it was slide uh, it wasn't slide 18 um, Do you, you guys know this uh, the slide yeah. I think it was it's actually 15. slide yeah. 15. You might not be able to share those because there is is there proprietary stuff in there.
2: Um we yeah, we should not share those. Okay. No, yeah. I understand. I'm sorry about that.
0: There's okay. um, a question: is, is there any way that you could measure the maturity level of an organization's readiness to use Hoshin Conry? Mm, great question,
1: Joe. Do you want I to take I, that, or shall I?
2: That's a great question. Um, well, I can start, and maybe uh, Craig, you might want to add to it. Um, you know, more and more in the work that we're doing, folks have been asking to measure everything. Um, the readiness, readiness for whatever it is that they're going to embark upon, and then um, how are we doing? And um, I think that those are very good questions. And a lot of what folks want to do and are doing is measurable. Some of it's not. I think that that uh, so so. In direct answer to that question, we don't use a. A specific measurement although we certainly have criteria for success that we apply and do a and and use a subjective measurement along those those measurements. Craig Craig, do you want to add to that? Yeah
1: this is always a tricky one we've you know one of the things that is not as mature in healthcare as we'd like to see Is more of a transformation ruler for entire organization um, we there are some frameworks that exist um, for uh, measuring transformation, which would include the the readiness for Hotion. I think when w- the things that we look for first and foremost are really what are the deal breakers. And if you don't have a high trust in the leadership team, it's probably not the right time to start Hotion. You know, that's number one. Uh, If you've got a um, a, a pretty well-gelling leadership team that is interested in charting a new course together, I think then it's more of a subjective feeling that we're going off of as opposed to just trying to quantify it. I think then um, we've got uh, some frameworks that we've used before to say, well – relative to the elements of hoshin and the deployment of hoshin you know where are they more mature some organizations may be more mature in scan some may be more mature and be fantastic in writing a3s but not very good in the do check act phase so we've got some tools that we've used in the past to say well how would we grade them in the components of hoshin but i think in terms of getting started mark there's a there's a certain degree of subjectivity that we need to use uh, around the the conditions for success
0: Sure. Fair enough. And when you think about some of those underlying conditions or part of the progress, there's a question about one of those on on your slide. Um, How would you define a culture of accountability? We struggle in our organization. Accountability is often used as a code word for blame. How can we help people change or adjust to a better definition of accountability, which I assume you have?
1: Uh, Yeah. Boy, I know that one. When you use the A word, it's called the A word in an organization and everybody all of a sudden starts shuddering, don't they? And yeah, I've been in organizations like that. And it's a it's a it's a tricky one. Right. Because this I I think, you know, when it comes down to it, you know, is the top leader is the CEO um, setting the tone for a positive use of that term? Accountability. And is there actually dialogue, and really truthful dialogue about well, what does it really mean? And I I have found that the organizations that use the use the word accountability instead of the a word that makes people shudder, there's a healthy understanding that we're rowing the boat together, we're all in this together. That you know I have a responsibility or a duty to do my part as a team member. And just as you do um, yours and we respectfully um, help each other and we respectfully understand that we're human and that we're not maybe, maybe not always able to hold up our end of the bargain. But but we're certainly trying and as a team, we go together. So I, I think, you know, if the CEO is not um, setting that tone, then there's some one on one coaching that we really um, subscribe to um, doing. Because Hoshan needs coaching of the executives in the background, both collectively and individually.
2: You know, I just wanted to also mention that um, if you refer to the Toyota house, the Toyota 2001 house, the five values that are the foundation of the house, when you talk about accountability, it it recognizes, accountability in a lean organization recognizes that we are expected to challenge each other, that challenge is a, is a positive force. And so accountability doesn't mean that if one is challenged and doesn't achieve the something that one is discouraged from ever being challenged again or taking on a challenge again by having some type of negative consequence. So challenge and uh, team as well as respect are three of the five values of the, of Toyota, the Toyota management system that when embraced really help to shape what accountability means in an organization. Also just wanted to mention that a couple of the things that um, to go f- further with what um, Craig was mentioning in terms of the elements of success, stability of the leadership team and uh, the, is is important If the leadership team is not stable or that you know that there's going to be significant changes in the executive team in the near future, then Hoshin typically needs to wait until that team is, is reformed. Um, and then um, if you know that the organization already has plans for something that it must do over the next year that's going to dwarf everything else, one thing being um, often for an organization, for example, an EHR implementation, then Hoshin can be used to really supplement, guide, and direct that activity, or Hoshin may want to wait.
0: Let's see if we can get a couple thoughts on one more question before we wrap up here. Uh, within an organization, who starts a conversation about the need for hotion Can I start it with the administrative director of quality or does it need to come from the ceo and the board who would you sell this to first and communicate the need
1: well so so mark first of all use of Hoshin can happen at the top level of the organization or it could happen in a large unit you know like a large division um, we've seen it happen in both places, large university setting in the Midwest we've worked with. It started in just the it, the medical group side of things, so it didn't involve the board. So the origination was a leader with a significant span of control um, became interested and started to realize, particularly that the improvement work that they were doing um, didn't necessarily have um, a strong enough rudder. You know, so they're doing daily management system. They'll do Kaizen work and value stream improvement. And then they get mature enough and they say, you know what, I really need to do Hoshin now. And so it can start in, you know, kind of a VP level over a large unit. It could start with a board member and CEO saying we need to chart our course. Sometimes the um, strategy, you know, the, the chief strategy officers gravitate towards this. So I think, you know, it's it can happen in a number of different places, and I think we've seen that seen seen that be the case um, in larger institutions that we've worked with. You know, we'll see it at a large entity like these big integrated delivery systems or big public health systems. Usually, you'll see one of the entities kind of take the lead, and then. Over subsequent years, the rest of the organization, the rest of the delivery system up to the top will start to embrace it. And this is a great example of Hoshin really being um, both a top-down and a bottom-up approach, where it starts with a large entity or work unit inside of a larger um, institution influencing its way up.
0: Joe, do you have any thoughts to add before uh, we wrap up here? Um,
2: just, um, yeah, I do realize we're right? at time, but but um, I would agree with, with Craig. It's um, Hoshin is not going to start at the executive suite if the executives, members of the executive suites, don't know what it is. So it's often introduced by somebody else within an organization to the executives, or, and sometimes that introduction is, hey, there's this thing we could do, and sometimes it's, we are doing this thing over here. so in in um, the New York Public Hospital system, when I was there, Hoshan actually started in a one of the eleven acute care hospitals and was cascaded there as with the um, with an, a Hotian of we want to become a more effective twenty four seven operation in all services. And the visibility that that hospital received on its Hostion process, prompted us to then start Hoshin at the corporate-wide level with the executive, the C-suite at the corporate-wide level.
0: Okay. Well, thank you for um, taking the questions, and, and thank you for the insights and knowledge that you shared here in the presentation today. Uh, we will go ahead and wrap up here. Uh, again, we'll be sending out an email with a link to a recording here, a PDF of the slides, and... Links to uh, part one in the series that Craig and Joe did and a link to the webinar they mentioned from uh, our Jeff Roussel as as part of that series. So you can see their email addresses and uh, Twitter handles if you've got follow-up questions. And I'm looking forward to parts three and four of the webinar series. So on behalf of uh, the entire team here at Kinexus, this is Mark Graven, Um, I want to thank Craig and Joe and thank everybody for joining us here today. We'll uh, see you hopefully on uh, June 27th for that uh, next webinar with Jamie Parker. Thanks, everyone.